wondering if you're at all like me, or like I used to be at least, running around like crazy, bringing kids to and from, trying to create a work-life balance as a busy mom, creating all these to-do lists, all the things that I think I need to do in a day, in a week, in a month, and just keep adding to the list because it never gets shorter, but not thinking about the not to-do list, the things that I probably don't need and don't need to add into my week so that I can have the space and the time as a busy mom. Well, today, that is what we're talking about. I am going to share a little bit about what my work week looks like, like what my normal, typical week looks like as a busy mom. Because frankly, I am still, even as much as I've cut out and how much I've simplified and minimalized, it's still a busy season. So I'm going to break that down. What do I do? What are some priorities that I have? And then I'm also going to share what I don't do each week. And these are just as important as the to-dos. It's important for us to know what are our priorities in the season we're in and what are our not-to-do things. And so I'm really excited about today's episode. I think it'll get you some insight and it'll help you to create your own to-do and not-to-do list. So let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe. I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I sacrificed my own dreams to take care of my kids. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. I desperately wanted to find a way to create simple systems so I could create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own outside of motherhood, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can find yourself again and turn your passions into purpose. In order to have a red-hot mindset, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friend, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I am glad that you're with me today because I am excited about this topic, the to-do and not-to-do list. Sounds like Shakespeare. To be and not to be. That is the question. That is Shakespeare, right? Anyway, um... (laughs) My oldest is reading Shakespeare right now in his homeschool. So I'm just kind of all all things craziness at the moment. But anyway, we're going to be talking about a work-life balance as a busy mom. I know I've heard from many of you that is one of your biggest wants and desires is to create that balance, which of course, we've talked about this many times. Balance doesn't mean all things equal, but it does mean that you have the peace and the joy as you incorporate your work and your life activities into 
your every day. So what I thought would be fun is I want to break down for you first what I do each week. And maybe that'll give you a glimpse into um, the life of an entrepreneur, the life of a busy mom, because I know you, you may come away with it and go, man, I so relate to that. I thought I was the only one that was this busy. And mama, you are not alone. <laughs> Can I tell you, you are never alone in anything that you think that you're alone in because every... Not every other mom, maybe not everyone struggles with it, but I can guarantee you a majority of the moms have already struggled with it or are struggling with it right now. You are not alone. I tell you, we hide our things well. We hide our qualms. We hide our, our aloneness, um, the busyness that we have. I don't know why that is. Why is it so hard for us to reach out and ask for help or to find our tribe of people? But it is. So that's that's just the way it is. So let's talk about, let's break down what I do each week. And maybe you, at the same time, you could break down what you do each week. Take out a piece of paper and write down the different things that come to mind that are really on your to-do list, like things that you actually do need to make sure that you're responsible for, um, the things that you need to be intentional about and things you really just can't give up, right? All right, so let's break this down. What do I do each week? So one of the first things is I work for two other entrepreneurs. I'm a success coach for... Uh, one of them, and I am a virtual assistant for the other. Now, I do a lot of different roles within those two titles, but I work about roughly 20 to 25 hours a week clocked for them, uh, give or take. Sometimes I have lighter weeks. Sometimes I have fuller weeks, uh, but that's like my at-home work, and that's how I bring in money to help pay for the things that we need and I actually really love it. I started working for them. It's been about a year now, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I also run my own business. So obviously, I'm a podcaster because you're listening to me right now. I also write, and I write books, and I write blogs, and different um, styles of writing, and I'm also a coach. And so I will do coaching on the side. And if you ever need a coach, there you go. You can email me, Gabe Cox at Red Hot Mindset, and I will help you create your intentional purpose plan. There, a little plug there. So my own business, I probably spend at least 10 hours a week working on all the things and more or less depending on where I'm at in certain seasons. Like right now, I am launching a book. So it is a little bit busier of a season because I'm working on the publishing side. We're in the middle of editing it at the moment. And so there's a lot that goes along with that. Um, what else do I do in the week? I love to incorporate working out. So I run and I do strength. Running is my activity of choice. And I really love the time that I get when I get to do that. I'm a homeschool mom. I, right now I'm homeschooling my oldest. He's a freshman in high school. My other two are at a local charter school, so I kind of have a school schedule as well, but I love homeschooling, and actually I'm bringing my middle one home next year too, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm also a cook, and I keep the house. Now, I'm not a cook because I want to be or by trade. It's just I kind of want healthy meals for my kids and my husband, so I make sure I cook as many healthy meals as I can for dinner. I am a glorified Uber driver for my boys' activities. And yes, I call myself an Uber driver, except I don't get paid. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, one thing I love is, so we moved um, mid-year last year or, well, October, so not really mid-year. 
and just moving cities. We moved over cities. We bought a house. Uh, so now we are official Coloradans because we now have an official place of our own. Yay. But I used to drive. I was driving about five to six hours a day. I'm not kidding you. Five to six hours a day. And now I'm roughly around two to three hours a day. Um, some, some give or take. But I have cut so much time in the car. And this one change was pivotal. Like it was amazing, you know? So anyway, I'm a glorified Uber driver. So that's that's one of my to-dos every week. Um, another to-do is self-care or um, fundamental needs. Chelsea Joe of Systemize Your Life podcast talks about fundamental needs. That's what she calls them. And this is really prioritizing time alone and creating white space. So I would incorporate anything like running in there, Date night, writing time, quiet time, prayer time, journaling, reading, reflecting, going on a hike, taking a walk, coffee with a friend, all the things, right? So things that I just really enjoy. To me, self-care isn't really about pampering myself. I've never been one to pamper myself. I hardly wear makeup. I do wear mascara because otherwise I look really flushed because I have like really light eyelashes. Um, I don't know why that is, but I do wear mascara, but I'm just not one to go out and get my nails done and to put on a lot of makeup. And I'm just a very natural person. I love wearing my comfies. I love wearing my athletic gear. That's what you're most likely going to see me in. And, um, but I also think that we need to take care of ourselves. So for me, self-care is about taking care of my needs so that I can be useful to others and have the energy to give. A car without gas will go nowhere, right? I. I suppose unless it's electric, but then if it hasn't been plugged in to gain the energy, it'll also be stuck in the garage, right? So you cannot move a car that doesn't have the energy or the gas to move it. Um, so we all need to create that white space and to be able to do some things for ourselves to refuel ourselves so that we can essentially be all to everybody that we need to be all to, right? So those are the things that I do in my day. Um, or in my week. So I do some outside work. I run my own business. I like to run or work out. I homeschool. I cook and clean. I'm an Uber driver. And then I add in the self-care or the things to take care of myself and to really find that joy in different interests that I have. Now, those are all the things that I do. Those are my responsibilities. Those are all the hats that I carry. I probably carry more than that, but either way. Um, now let's talk about what I don't do each week because I think that's important. It's important for us to know what we don't do. So at the same time, as you're listening to me talk about the things I don't do, maybe think about the things that you don't do. And if you're not driving, take some time and write those down. And I am getting better at some of these things. I'm not going to say I've arrived, but um, I've learned some things that I don't do. The first one is I don't say yes to every opportunity that comes. Now, I used to. I used to say yes to everything because I felt like if they were asking, it was a good opportunity and they needed me. So I'm going to do it because I'm a yes man or a yes woman. But I'm learning to look through the lens of the season I'm in, the routines that I keep, and the priorities that I have before saying yes to outside responsibilities or activities, even if they appear to be good. Because a lot of opportunities and activities appear to be good, but they might not be best for you right now. They might not be best for the season you're in. They may stress you out more than give you peace. They may not be where God is directing you. 
they may be a distraction, okay? So just think about it. Don't say yes to every opportunity that comes. That's something that is on my not to-do list, okay? I also don't clean. <laughs> um, okay, I do, just not by myself. So I did say I keep house, but I don't do all the cleaning. I delegate. Thank God for older kids, right? Um, can I get an amen? So we all actually share in the cleaning. We are a family. So as a family, we take care of the house together. So the boys, my older boys, take care of everything downstairs. They have their own bathroom down there. They clean their own bathroom. They clean the family room down there and they clean their room. So they do the sweeping. They tidy up. They do all the things. Okay. And they do their own laundry. Hallelujah. Like as soon as your kid can do their own laundry, make them do their own laundry. It's a really good skill for them to have. And I know a lot of people, a lot of moms that I talk to are so stressed about the laundry because they have so many loads to do and it gets piled up and it just stresses them out. My laundry doesn't get piled up because I only do about two loads a week. And that is for me and my husband and my littlest because he doesn't know how to do laundry yet. But soon, within the next year, I think I'm going to teach him how to do his own laundry. But I don't have to stress about the laundry. I really hate doing it. Actually, I don't mind doing it. I hate folding it. And sometimes I delegate that to my husband because he doesn't mind doing it. <laughs> so if he's not busy and I am, then I will. Otherwise, I don't bother him with it. It's not that big of a deal. But what I'm saying is we delegate to our, I delegate to our whole family. So what I do when I clean, I clean our upstairs bathroom. And granted, we only have two bathrooms and I'm okay with that because that's a lot less to clean than like four or five bathrooms. So, and I vacuum upstairs, though sometimes the boys do it for me or sometimes my husband does it for me. And I clean up the kitchen. One of my biggest goals is that it right before I go to bed, I look and make sure that the sink is empty. Um, no, dirties, no dirty dishes in the sink when I go to bed is a mentality that I've kept because it makes me feel like it's cleaner in my house. So anyway, that's, that's just that. Um, this is the first thing I would love to hire out at some point. Like I would totally hire someone to come clean my house, at least to come deep clean my house once a month or maybe even every other week. That would free me up for getting my own work done quicker and better if I don't have to think about that because I don't really like to clean at all. Um, but if you have the capability to hire this out or or to have capable kids to help you, then delegate. It's amazing. It's life-changing. And you do not need to pay them an allowance, mama. They are a part of your family. They need to learn these responsibilities. So let them. Let them help you out. And be okay with how they do it. I had to learn that one because I wanted to go back and be picky about every single thing. Now, granted, I do help them learn how to clean better sometimes when I know they need to because their bathroom still smells after they cleaned it. And I'm like, um, that smell shouldn't be there. But I do try and give them that leeway and that grace to just clean the way they want to. And I will be okay with it because they helped me out. Okay, what else don't I do? I think I talked about this a little bit because I talked about I do some self-care. However, I don't pamper myself. I do get my hair cut about every nine months because that's about what I, sometimes a little bit before, but I'm just not that person. I don't really care. And I get a massage probably every other year. <laughs> so 
<laughs> and mainly because of my rigorous training. So if I'm training hard for a race, like a longer marathon or something, the massage would be helpful. And actually, I just had my last massage because it was gifted to me from one of the entrepreneurs I work for. So thank you, Morgan, if you're listening. I really needed that one. It's been a long time since I've had one, um, probably about four years since my last one. So I'm telling you, I really don't pamper myself. I don't go do my nails. I don't take a lot of time on my makeup and hair. And it's because I'd rather have that extra space and time for other things that I enjoy. I just don't enjoy it. Maybe you enjoy those things and that's okay. So maybe they're on your to-do list. They're just not online. All right, here's something else that I'm working on not doing or limiting, TV time. So I actually really like sitting down and watching a movie. And um, I watch Wheel of Fortune pretty much every night that I can. <laughs> so that's fun. And I also, so my older two boys are really loving watching a show with me at night. So we do that. And I feel like it's bonding time for us because if they really like doing it and I don't have anything else to do, it's kind of my unwind time just like theirs. I don't really mind that. But I have gone on seasons where I watch TV or movie, like movies every night. And I will binge watch TV shows, which is why we don't have Netflix anymore. I love Christmas Hallmark movies. I mean, who doesn't? But I've found that this is one of the places I can cut to have more time for my priorities. My goal is to get this down to kind of family movie night once a week, maybe watching a show with the boys a couple nights a week. We don't have cable. We don't have Netflix. And we really don't have too many channels to choose from on regular TV. So that really helps save on our pocketbook too. So if you need to budget a little bit, if you need some more budget-friendly stuff, just get rid of that extra stuff. You don't need it. I don't know. We haven't had cable. I think we had cable once. And I think it was because it was just bundled with our internet and it was cheaper to do it that way. But as soon as we didn't need it, we got rid of it because there's just no reason for it. I always say, well, we have... We have the Wheel of Fortune channel because <laughs> that's really all I watch on regular TV anyway, but I call it Wheel of Fortune channel because thankfully we get that. But anyway, those are my not to do things. Those are the things I don't do every week. And as you're thinking about this and you're creating your to-do list, the things that you really are responsible for every week and the things that you, sh you shouldn't do, like the things that you don't want to be responsible for, one thing to know is know your priorities. Just because someone tells you that you should do something doesn't mean you should, right? Okay, so you need to look through the lens of your season and your priorities and decide what you can take on and what you should let someone else do. Just because you'd be great at it doesn't mean that you have to do it. And you can learn that one from me. That is a tip from me. I used to be the queen of yes, which made me mediocre in everything I did. I strung myself way too thin. And because I said yes to everything, I blocked the blessing of someone else being able to step up and do as good or better job than I did. Did you hear that? If I say yes to something, then that keeps someone else from being able to do it too. So I thought about that as I was getting rid of my roles, God released me and said, you don't have to do all of those things because I can bring someone else in who can do it really well. And it can be a blessing for them to grow. And that really got me and helped me to see that I don't have to do all the things just because the opportunity comes. Do you remember my word for 2022? 
You can go back and listen to the episode if you want. It's one of the first ones this year, but it is simply. And granted, I'm telling myself I'm never going to come up with a word again because usually when you do something like that, you're going to get tested in whatever it is you come up with. And I came up with simply because I want things simple. (laughs) So anyway, um, the next thing I want you to do is to ask yourself, how can I do blank simply? Stop trying to complicate things or trying for perfection. Done is better than perfect. And you'll never hit that standard anyway. You're never going to hit perfection. Do things well, but consider how you can do them more efficiently. Still effectively, but also simply. Anytime you are doing a task or working on a project, ask yourself how you can make it more simple. Okay, so simply doesn't mean that life is going to be easy, that this year is just going to be super simple. Uh, You know, there's simplicity in my life. Nothing's going wrong. There's no trials. There's no tests. There's no big um, craziness in my weeks. No, but what it means is anytime that I'm doing something, I'm going to ask that question. How can I do this more simply? How can I make this more simple for myself? Right. And when you change that mindset and you ask that question, like, wow, even though it's hard, I can maybe simplify it a little bit for me. So my challenge for you this week is to break down your to-do and your not-to-do list. Now, I heard, I first heard about the not-to-do list. Like, I've always thought about, oh yeah, what shouldn't I do, you know? But the not-to-do list came from the book, The Perfect Day Formula by Craig Ballantine. I think that's how you say his last name. But I just listened to it on audio a few months back. Maybe it was only a couple months back. And I loved the idea of creating a not-to-do list. Creating a list of things that you just don't want to have to deal with. Now, this isn't your responsibilities. You have to deal with your responsibilities. But what are the things that you, what are your boundaries? What are the things you're not willing to do right now in the season you're in? Okay? Because you don't have to, not because, I mean, you have to do some, you have to take care of your kids, you have to take care of yourself, you should probably be loving toward your husband, right? There are things that you need to do, so don't put those on your not-to-do list, okay? But these are some of the priorities, some of your priorities and responsibilities. So your to-do list is your priorities and responsibilities. These are the roles that you have, the things you really need to make sure that you're doing and focusing on every week. And then what you need to think about is adding in anything you typically do each week, whether it's a priority or not. So what are some things that you typically do? So like for me, working out is kind of a priority, but honestly, if something else um, takes precedence, I'm going to say no to running that day because I need to do something else, okay? But that's because I've created that habit. It's not going to affect me. I'm not going to all of a sudden not run one day and then throw it all away and never run again, right? So um, you have to think about what is a priority, what is not. Then what I want you to do is I want you to write out a to not do list, like we talked about. What are some things that you could let go of from your first list? So the first list, I want you to make extensive. Think about all the things that you're doing right now. Maybe not the things you want to be doing, but all the things you actually are doing. And then I want you to look at that list And see, what are some things that you could maybe let go of? What are some things that you already have chosen not to do? What are some boundaries you've set? 
how can you maximize the time you have for your priorities? Consider adding something to this list that maybe has been nagging at you, but you just have a habit of still doing. Um, For me, that was TV. Like, I still had a habit of watching TV way too much or watching movies or shows or whatever. But it kind of is nagging at me. So I decided I need to shift this to my not to do list and to create a boundary. So I encourage you to do that this week. Write down your to do lists, write down your not to do lists. And lastly, I'd love for you to share with me one of your top priorities and something that you also added to your not to do list. You can join me over in Simplicity and Motherhood. This is a community on Facebook. It's free. Uh, we have a great time over there. You can also connect with me over on Instagram at Gabe Cox underscore Red Hot Mindset. And I'd love to hear from you what you've decided to do this week based off of your to-do list and your not to-do list. Uh, this is That's really all I have for today. I really wanted to just break down what I do each week, what I don't do each week, why those are, and how you can create your to-do and not to-do list. If you have any questions about this for me, if you want me to go more in depth about any of it, then go on to redhotmindset.com, click on podcast, and in there you can find a place where you can leave a voice message for me. And I'd love to hear from you, uh, whether it's a question about this episode specifically or a question you want addressed in a later episode. And maybe I'll give you a little shout out. We'll play it on the podcast before I answer it. So that would be super fun. So go on over to redhotmindset.com, leave me a voice message. And until next time, in all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.